0: Oh, yeah. Yo, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Candid Candor with Jay and January, where we like to talk about what we want to talk about. That's right.
1: And today we're going to talk about the concept of empathy, do, 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 do. empathy! and why we believe that the world needs more of it in seasons like this. So stay tuned.
0: Welcome back, everybody.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up? We're glad you're tuning in. All right, all right, all right.
0: We're glad you're tuning in today.
1: Yeah. We are glad you're tuning in today.
0: And today we're going to talk about the concept of empathy.
1: Empathy. You know, sometimes the word empathy... And the word sympathy, I get mixed up, which I know I'm a grown man and I should know the difference. But empathy and sympathy.
0: They're very similar.
1: They sound so much alike. I mean, they they rhyme. Words rhyme, but that's okay. They
0: rhyme. Well, why don't you just go ahead and hit us with the definition of empathy. the,
1: The definition of empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings with one another. Ah. I empathize with you, January.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate your
1: empathy. I, I feel like I, I have to empathize with you.
0: Because
1: um. you're my wife. Our dog's barking, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll keep rolling. She's a dog. That's what dogs do. They bark. Her name's Asia. She just wants to be a part of the podcast as well. So
0: Yeah, she said, what up?
1: She says, what up?
0: And then we also talked a little bit about sympathy. And then, so sympathy in comparison to empathy is... Feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune.
1: Mm, misfortune's pity. So they kind of go hand in hand when you think about it.
0: Kind of. I feel like empathy is more of like a, a deep dive into someone's feelings or emotions rather than sympathy being very surface level. Like, huh. I can feel sorry for you, but I'm not going to get involved in your situation. Yeah, That's I think symp- a lot
1: of people hit the sympathy... Like, a lot of people see things in life and we sympathize with it, but we're not really going to get into it with people. That yeah. makes sense. So, like, I sympathize with people that are in wildfires in California, but I'm not going to California to actually help fight the wildfires. Yeah. That Is
0: that makes a good sense. example? I don't
1: know. I kind of just roll with that.
0: I think that's a good example. I
1: mean, I do feel sorry for the people that are, I mean, we don't got to get deep in this, but like, I do feel <laughs> sorry for people. I guess they far as far as a good example. But, like, there's a lot of times where you feel sorry for people going through situations, but you're not really going to get in the in the muck with it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think a really good example is basically the resurgence of this whole, like, almost... Would you even call it, like, a new civil rights movement? Um...
1: I don't know if I would call it a civil rights movement. I feel like there's been movement ever since the civil rights movement. Yeah, And so, like, I think...
0: It's an awareness or yeah, like a, an awakening. Oh, I like that word, awakening. I
1: think, I think more people are just to the point where they're fed up with the crap. Yeah, so like, and I, think, and I yeah. think
0: it's because people are empathizing with others rather than feeling sorry for someone else in their troubles and not necessarily doing anything about it.
1: When we say people, I think it's easy for us to say that too because we're around a lot of people who are hopping in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, what you said. I think what well, like we talked about in the race episode uh, a couple of weeks ago is what makes this feel different is people of all races have that empathy for one another. Um, I mean, we were talking today with a girl in our small group that said what she wanted to get out of our small group was the fact that we can all empathize with one another and learn from one another. And I think that's what makes this, I guess, if you want to call the new age civil rights movement different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. People are willing to get involved and people are willing to be a part of the solution. And I think that stems from empathy, um, which is good. But we've also haven't... uh, How can I say this? We've also seen a lack of empathy.
1: In lots of things.
0: In a lot of things.
1: I think one of the biggest problems in life, in general, with people is the lack of empathizing with other people. Yeah. So, like... And I mean... In Christian life, we, our biggest example is God sent Jesus to essentially see everything and do everything we can possibly imagine. So he empathize, he empathizes with us because he's been in the muck with us, and so like and of course he was sinless and he was perfect and he died for all our sins. But what makes that story? so amazing is that he came down in human form so that he can empathize with us. Yeah. And so, like, it's weird for Christians and evangelicals. And, you know, can we just... Can you explain to me what an evangelical is? Because I really don't know. I've been using that word, and, like, I know that Christians... It Help me, please.
0: <laughs> uh, I know being a millennial. When I think of evangelical, I just think of something super, like, political. and Okay,
1: so... It's really not biblical. It's just like a name we call Southern Baptist people
0: politically. I'm
1: not sure, I'm not sure either. Yeah. If you know, let us know. Yeah. Um, we would love to know that. We because, really don't yeah. know. I don't want I don't want to look it up online because I don't wanna talk about I don't wanna get into politics, but like I'd rather you just someone just let me know. That's a com I have a blind spot. Help me <laughs> with that, please. Okay. Um and so I think with I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about before that?
0: Before evangelicals,
1: before evangelicals, <laughs> uh, empathy, empathy, sympathy, sympathy empathy about uh, you know what? are we, we were talking about empathy in from in the Christian evangelicals. life, yeah, evangelicals, yeah, 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 and Christian. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like a lot of times um, we forget that example Jesus gave us to where like we really don't want to get into the muck with people, but that's not what Jesus did i mean jesus came and gave us example of that's what we should do
0: Mm -hmm. Um, we run to the hurting we run to the marginalized we run to the people who are suffering
1: but we run there but do we get into it that's the thing like you can run there and you can post that we're there and we can like you know show that we 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 gave we gave hot dogs to homeless people or like we we did this but are you really in the muck of anything that's hard as far as, like, social injustice or, like, poverty or, like, it's so easy to show sympathy, but it takes an extra step that we're called to do to show empathy.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with all that. And and recently, these past few months, um, that's what's been breaking my heart a lot lately. And, and it's leaving me a little disheartened, honestly. But I think this conversation like is needed, just like a lot of other conversations. So I'm excited about this.
1: Yeah. I think one, I don't know if you are going this way the first time. I should probably just start reading your notes. But <laughs> I think one way that I have seen um, the lack of empathy and things, and this has come from people we know. So like, I hope y'all listening, because you can call me about it if you want to. But like with COVID and like how... And I'm not I know nothing about the virus of COVID. I just know like I stayed at home for three months and that feels like a blur and now like I wear mask everywhere. I have no idea how it spreads. I have no idea how, you know, how people get it. I don't know where it came from. People said China. I don't know. I just I'm just here. Um but one thing of empathy we've talked about is just like how they ask everybody to wear masks and people just don't want to wear masks. So it's just like we understand you're not gonna get sick, and I'm not even saying masks do anything for the virus or anything. But I think you know, just there's people in the world who believe that you don't care about their safety when you don't wear a mask. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I mean, I could be completely wrong. This is just me thinking. So, like, I think it'd be easier for everybody if you know we empathize with those people, like the like we saw people walking down the street that were elderly a few minutes ago, and like. They were masked up because, like, the world, the the media and the world has told them that, like, if they get this virus, they're probably going to get real sick. So, like, empathizing but, with them. I and, think like, not
0: only the the media and, and the world, but, you know, scientists and, like, the facts. And yeah. Not, you know, a BuzzFeed article or anything like that. But, you know, scientific journals and people who have put in the work to do the research who have... Who are like credible in their field?
1: Yeah, I just feel like we find, we're fighting—we're fighting the wrong battles when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, like so that's—I think we—I think as people, we find anything to divide us, <laughs> and so like I think we just like being divided so much that like we can divide over if we should wear a mask, if we should not, if we should stay at home, if we should not, if we believe the virus is made by the government or if it's actually—you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's always something feeding us to be divided, and I mean I know it's our 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 fight isn't against flesh and blood it's really spiritual but like us as people like we we i think we find anything to disagree on and it becomes a problem but in reality i think it's a lack of empathy for each other mm-hmm. so it's like i know if i if i contract the coronavirus i'm probably going to be 80 percent of people asymptomatic i'm probably going to fall in that category i mean i'm a young 30 i like to <laughs> run around I'm, I'm pretty in pretty decent shape i'm probably going to be okay but like my mom is almost 60 i hope she doesn't hear that she would be mad but <laughs> <laughs> mom i love you and like I don't my my grandma's 80. So like, you know what I mean? Like there is a they see it so differently. And I think as a population, we need to empathize with that. But it's not just about COVID or about masks. It's just about everything. It's
0: about human nature and humankind and, you know, loving your neighbor as you love yourself.
1: Yeah, I know like marriage 101 for us, I mean for everybody is like you try to put yourself in your spouse's shoes to see what they need. I think that's but that should just be like a a person thing. Like we're so caught up in our own thoughts, emotions, um our own political views, our own like issues and problems to where like we as people we fail to think about other people as more than ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is like Kinda of what the book tells us to do. So like I don't understand why
0: the book but, referring to the Bible. Yeah.
1: And so like the, the book the holy 10, word of God. The holy living word of God. That's what I'm talking about. The
0: living word. The
1: living word. Um it tells us to put other people above ourselves. And so like and for I'm assuming for Christians and evangelicals or whatever we call ourselves. Like I don't I don't know what to call myself. Um I I know to call myself a Christian. A Jesus free. Jesus free. <laughs> Jesus, for
0: jk we don't call ourselves um, that
1: but i think we do
0: really love for Jesus, us
1: and i think this episode is really more for that group of people it can help it can help anybody i think this episode would be great for anybody to listening to but for that group of people i feel like there is a lack of empathy towards the body of christ and so like you know, in Ephesians, Paul was talking about... I'm about to start preaching. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, Paul was talking about being unified in the body of Christ. And essentially, he was just trying to teach people how to, you know... They were a bunch of young believers, and like they were trying to figure out just how to love one another and be unified. And it all boiled down to just empathizing with each other, like under, understand each other. Um, and for some reason, we've gotten away from that. And yeah. we've gotten so far into our own thing to where empathy is and isn't is not at the top of the not at the top of the food chain the list the food chain why food chain i don't know why i, I said don't before.
0: know why you said we just ate chain.
1: tacos and they were smacking so i don't know why i thought about food yeah. chain
0: but i think for why empathy is so hard for like humans is because our brains are wired to run away from pain yeah or run away from anything uncomfortable um and so I think that's that's why it's so difficult to sit in someone else's emotions because it's super hard. I think we've hit on this before in previous podcasts, but it's not fun.
1: Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, you have to essentially die to yourself. I know I said that statement a lot on the podcast. You have to, you know, get out of yourself, humble yourself in order to feel the pain of someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody did it. Not everybody, but like, when you think back, let's let's go back to a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the race episode the race episode we did. Um one thing that we saw from friends and family and everyone else is everybody got in the muck and were just like, I'm here with you. Um, everybody empathized with that. Because um, it was a big cat it was a big event. Yeah, I mean, so like usually when September eleventh. I mean, I know that's very dark, but like September eleventh Everybody got behind Mm -hmm. New York City. Everybody got behind America. Everybody, because it was easy to empathize with the people whose family died in the trade centers. You know what I mean? Because it was a massive event. What?
0: And it was an an attack on America. America,
1: yeah, as a whole. Yeah. So we can all go and um, get behind each other in that because there was no difference. Like, nobody thought it was. Not one side of America didn't think it was a good thing and one side of America didn't think it was a bad thing. It was like, no, this is bad in all causes. So it was very easy for us to empathize with each other. The problem is, is when we got to die to ourselves to empathize. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think something, I think something. One of us... It doesn't matter which one of us is wrong, but we can't get past our own opinions that mm-hmm. we can empathize with the way we see each other. Mm-hmm. That's the issue with race. Yeah. It's just like the issue with race and race in the South is you got a group of people that grew up one way, a group of people that grew up another way, and they can't get past their opinions about how they feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. And so empathizing is almost out of the picture because they can't get past, We can't get past our opinions about. Anything dealing with race or slavery or Jim Crow or confeder confederacy and Confederate monuments and all that jazz. Like we keep having these headbutt moments because we can't get past we wouldn't we can't die to ourselves.
0: Yeah, and when that happens, when you can't get past it, like resentment just starts to build yeah. and build and build, and eventually is is going to spill over, and it creates like this massive barrier. I mean barriers that we're attempting to break down that we're, I think we've been trying to, to break down for quite a while now, yeah. but because that resentment is so deep, deeply rooted, it's been hard.
1: Yeah. It's very hard. And I mean, I think the cool part, I guess it's not cool. It's cool to me, but the cool part to me about, I guess I can just say being a good person, like just to <laughs> to be a good human. I think to be a good human, you must empathize with people, And I think the the cool part about that is that it's a daily thing. So, like, every day I look at you as my wife, which you are amazing at that and I love. I want to tell the world you're an amazing wife. (laughs) Um, But the cool thing is every day I have a moment where I can choose to selfishly have the problems I'm having. Not problems, but selfishly think in my lens or to get where you are and empathize with the way you view the world. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times with people, um, you have a a great number of people who have grown up in this world who only see the world the way they want to see the world. Mm -hmm. They don't see the world as an opportunity to make the world better by getting to know different people and seeing their perspective in life in their worldview. Yeah. And so, and honestly, it's going to sound bad, but I think the church is the worst at it. Like, I think the church is... We think
0: we already have the answer. Yeah,
1: we think we, well, we do have the big, we we have have the big answer. Yeah. Yes. But I do think, but even in that, like we use that as kind of a, a tool of cockiness. It's like, well, we know we know how it ends. Like, well, you do know how it ends, but while we're here, Jesus calls us to love people, right? And so like, how do we love people? Well, we got to get in the muck with them. We have to empathize with them. We have to get in their situations and take them and go with them on their journey. Meet them where they are and take them on a the journey. That's like leadership one-on-one, right? Yeah. Meet them where they are and take them on a the journey. Only way you can do that and be authentic about it is if you actually empathize with them. Because you can do it and be fake about it and then, you know, you can check my I did my I did my thing, my Christian did my thing. Good today. Deed for the day. Yeah, but in reality if you want, you know, true kingdom work, <laughs> Beth Cunningham, um <laughs> Beth Cunningham statement there, good kingdom work. Um if you want to do true kingdom work, you know, you have to authentically empathize with them, meet them where they are um, or meet anybody where they are, and then take them on the journey
0: with you. Yeah, and I just, think, be yeah. just be willing. Just be, just be willing. And I know it's it's hard to go down that path with some people, but like have that willingness to do it because you know whenever you do the hard things and you're willing to go down the hard path, um, that there just becomes like a like a kind of of a sifting inside of you is something that you can only learn through experience and being there and getting to know other people and getting outside of yourself
1: yeah I think there is a I love that you said getting to learn their experiences because a lot of times in life you don't you learn from your experiences but you can't experience everything everybody else can experience Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so like the things you experience as a child or as an adult I had experiences too very rarely do those experiences overlap or they're the same but I can learn from you because I empathize with you and I get and I get in your life and I can learn from your experience so it's like you get a double dose of experiences mm-hmm. if you just be willing to ask the questions and ask the real questions and actually get to know somebody
0: yeah we had a friend today we were talking about I was about
1: um, to use the same example about really? the police
0: officer uh,
1: no, go know. ahead. You go first. No, I'll I'll take
0: my example too. Okay, that was that wasn't it, but <laughs> okay. No, we had a friend today that was telling us about how, you know, a lot of the recent racial um, injustices like start, started breaking her heart, and she mentioned how Ahmad um excuse me, Ahmad Auberry. Um, this gentleman who was running and was unjustly like murdered how it had affected her and how for I don't know if it was the first time but one of the first times she's ever allowed herself to sit in another person's perspective mm. and view it from that view obviously she's not like an, a a young black man however she was she was able to to sit in that emotion and sit in the pain that in the the confusion and the frustrations that black men felt not even feeling safe you know going for a jog
1: yeah i think sitting in that emotion is important because i don't think you can truly empathize with people till you sit in it um and that can be painful but then true empathy is feeling the pain of someone else so like you need to feel that pain, if that makes sense. Because you can't truly empathize until you feel that pain, I feel like. So that friend that we're talking about, I think, she could have took that moment and felt away way for a second and then breathed through it.
0: Yeah, she could have numbed her way through it. That would have been
1: sympathy. Yeah. But because she allowed herself to sit in that pain and tried to put herself in the shoes of a young black man that's running, um... I think she was able to grow from that because she sat in that. So now she... I mean, we can attest. She views the world totally different now. Like, I have multiple conversations with this that lady, and she views it totally different. The example I was going to was... We had the same group. <laughs> we had a friend <laughs> that said... It was actually a black man, and he was saying that... Um, essentially that in this time that he didn't want to be labeled as a victim because he's a leader and he wanted to lead in this time. So he take, he's taking this time to empathize with all parties. So like, obviously as a black male, he has a perspective that is the perspective of focus right now. Like people are, and not just black males, black people, black women, black men. Um, but also he said, I'm taking this time to see how people view this from all sides. So he was actually in the city of Hoover. They've had things go on with their police department, And he said, I'm actually going to sit down with a Hoover police officer and see how he feels and see what he thinks about this. He's a good guy. I mean, I know that people, uh, that department has a bad rap with African American community right now, but I want to know how he feels. That's true empathy. It's just like you want to get in the muck with people no matter the circumstance, no matter how hard it is, no matter how, you know, you may feel leaving the conversation. You just... You just want to know. You want to learn. Like, we all can learn so much. And it's just... But it takes the extra step of actually empathizing with people. And then the next step, which is our favorite thing to talk about, is having those conversations with people. So,
0: Yeah. I mean... One big thing is that empathy is a skill that strengthens with practice and it encourages people to both give and receive. So whenever you start attempting to empathize with other people, you're going to be strengthened in that emotion and you're going to want to be able to empathize with as many people as you can. And so empathy, I feel like it's a strength, a strength that we can always cultivate, that we can always make better, that we can just always improve on. Because it's so needed in this world. There are a lot of lonely people in this world. And if I can, like, sit back and make somebody feel a little less lonely, then I did my best that day. Like, I did my best to shine the light of Jesus that day.
1: Yeah. And there's so many lonely people, so many hurting people, so many people that feel like no one cares about their circumstance, and no one cares about their emotions and their and that's not a that's not a social economic thing that's not a poor or rich thing either that's like there's plenty of lonely rich people, plenty of lonely poor people like but I think it's true as true as believers in the body of Christ. I feel like empathy is a topic or empathy is a a characteristic of being a christian that we sometimes look we kind of breeze through like i think we get so caught up in how we do things and what we do as far as like you know we go to church we worship we attend small groups we're we're sometimes we can show empathy in our small groups but sometimes we're just like you know. I'm doing a small. I want do that. I want to do that today. Yeah, to yeah. to and so, like, it's it, because it's, it's it's difficult. So, like, a lot of times, even though the Bible tells us, I mean, that counted all joy when trials and tribulations come. But like, um, I think sometimes as believers, because we know we know how the book ends, we know how it ends. We use that as an excuse to not get into the hard things. Mm-hmm. We save that for people that do like outreach stuff and people that do like pastoral care type things. But like in reality, as a believer in the body of Christ,
0: or even we're if all you calm. just love people, or you just
1: love, or, or you just, just want to like be a good human. Yeah. yeah. Um, there has to be a, has to be a focus on empathizing with people. And that means all people. That means the people that don't agree with you, people that don't live a lifestyle that you, um, that you agree with people that have done things in the past that have are against what you believe, like empathy for all people. Because I mean, that's what Jesus was, right? Jesus came and showed empathy for any and everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if Jesus was here now, he would still do the same thing. Our problems, our problems now are in our, our challenges now aren't any more difficult than the challenges Jesus faced when he was here on earth and he showed empathy to all people. Mm-hmm. So like I don't see that it just it's just I I don't know where it, yeah. I know where it got lost, but I don't I don't know how to explain where it got lost.
0: Yeah, no, I think if you strip back, you know, politics and the different social classes that we have and you know how much money people make and if you strip all of the superficial things back and you just have like a human we just need to just simply just love people. Well, love people at their core, not for whatever political party they're in or whatever their skin color looks like, or, you know, whatever their hair looks like. We love people at their core because I mean, honestly, like that's what Jesus did for us.
1: Yeah. I really just wish this is, this would be on my wish list. If I had a Christmas list, like I just wish people would like if, if I got, that's going to sound weird. If I just got to make a list, and it would be, I was about to say, if I got to sit on Santa's lap, but that's weird. So that I'm not going to say that's, that. That's really weird. I was just going to say, if I get to make a list, Um, I just wish people saw people and saw the best in them. And I know we talked about this in the episode. I was like, I just wish people would see the best of people. Like, to the core of human race, people are good. Would you agree with that? Like, I believe to the core of every human... I believe that
0: people want to do good.
1: Yes. Yes. I think to the core... I think the core of every person wants to do good. Yeah. Um, But I do think that sometimes we we look at people in such a negative light that it's hard for us to go in and empathize with them because we can't get over the negative feelings we have towards them. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. In um one of Brené Brown's, I think it was one of her older books. I thought it was just me, but it isn't. She references Teresa, I think is Wiseman or Weisman. That's my I'm girl. not sure how you pronounce her last name, but she was a nursing scholar and she talked about four attributes of empathy. And so the first one is to be able to see the world as others see it, which rec- which requires putting your own stuff aside to see the situation through the other person's eyes. Mm. The second one was to to be non judgmental. Judgment of another person's situation discounts the experience and is an attempt to protect ourselves from the pain of the situation. The third one is to understand another person's feelings. We have to be in touch with our own feelings in order to understand someone else's. This requires putting your own stuff aside for other people. And then the fourth one is to to communicate your understanding of that other person's feelings. Rather than saying, at least you, or it could be worse, you can always try. I've been there, and that really hurts.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think
0: that's just another example of just sitting in you know, another person's pain.
1: Yeah. Cousin Brene, man. Auntie Brene. Auntie oh, Brene. I know. Auntie Brene just be hooking us up with the, the golden nuggets. She does. All the time. All the time. All the time. I feel like... We're going to end this thing. But I feel like we should, like, give some homework. I'm a teacher to the core. So, like, I think this was a practical lesson. I think we need to give some homework. So, I think, I know, you don't got you don't have to do this. I just feel like I should do this. I think we should, I, like, challenge people to, like, actually have a real, like, like, conversation with somebody else. And, like, no, like, a real conversation. It's like, how you doing? No, how you really doing? <laughs> and, like, you know, really get into the muck with that, Um and just, you know, work on just really sitting in, you know, what people tell you and empathizing with it and see how your perspective changes to like, cause I know I struggle with this a lot of times when I'll just be honest. Like when I say my sisters, for example, they're going to listen and I don't care. It's fine. They're fine. And so like sometimes they'll tell me stuff and I don't, and I don't empathize with it. So it's just annoys me what they're talking about. But like in reality, When I sit and I think about it and I put myself in their shoes, like what they're going through is just as important as what I'm going through. It's just I have to put myself in their shoes to make it make me realize that it's just as important to them as my crap is is important to me. Yeah,
0: we all have different realities. We all live in completely different, like almost like worlds. But, you know, everybody's fighting a battle that someone. This is how I
1: fight my battles. Okay. This is how I fight my battles. Cool. It may look... You don't like that song?
0: I do. I just don't like how you cut me off.
1: No, you were done, I thought. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off for real? A
0: little bit. It's okay. You
1: can finish. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. When it hits you, you just gotta let it out. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You wanna end there?
0: Yeah, we can end there. You sure? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Well, we're gonna end here. So, (laughs) thank you guys for listening. Um...
0: Be sure
1: to like, like, like comment, su- subscribe. What else? I don't know. How do we retweet?
0: D- I don't know if y'all still. Oh, Twitter.
1: Twitter be hopping now. I need to get off, but it be hopping. Hey, we uh, appreciate you guys. Hey, I love you guys. I'm just going to say it with confidence every week, every other week, however we do this. I'm going to say it every week. We appreciate you listening. Um, Godspeed.
0: Take care. <laughs>